This is Off The Bench with Jason Matthews. A look back at the week in sport and the big interviews. Yeah, hello and welcome to it. Off The Bench, back for a new year for 2022. I hope you had a great Chrissy and... uh, and also a great new year. This is Jason Matthews. Uh, Badge and I have been doing Sports Day all week and continuing next week as well. Scotty Sattler's on holidays. It's kind of the Christmas rotation. I had a couple of weeks off. Badge is off now. Sats, uh, sorry, Sats off now. Then Badge is going away. And before you know it, we are now just over 60 days away from the start of the NRL season. Got plenty of trials and tribulations, so to speak, to happen before then. I'm going to catch up with Benny Ike. And as you know, um, uh, COVID is running rife through the Brisbane Broncos, nearly half the squad. When we spoke to Benny Ike, and it was only a few, but very interesting to hear everything they're going through with uh, COVID protocols. They are doing everything they possibly can um, to, to, to stop this, but you just can't. It just seems you can't at the moment. So Benny Ike and shortly, uh, we're going to chat to Lana Murphy. He's outside uh, Djokovic's hotel in Melbourne. Very interesting as he gets sent back. And what's going on in the NBL? All these cancellations, it's happening everywhere at the moment. What do you do? What do you do? You just, you try and bank as many games as you can. We'll talk to Peter Hurley from ESPN about what's going on in the NBL. And of course, Chris Nelson, it's Magic Millions time on the Gold Coast. We'll catch up with Nelson as well. He's got some tips for us as well. You might want to get a pen and paper handy, or if it's like last year, just ignore his tips. This is Off the Bench. We'll kick it off with our chat with Benny Eichen. Benny, welcome to Off the Bench. Hi, lads. Yeah, I'm uh, reading a lot about pandemics and transmission rates and minimising risk of infection and managing infection once it gets into your organisation. And then, of course, you get a whole other wave of reading that comes through from the governing body about their protocols, <laughs> whether you're vaccinated, unvaccinated, and um, what procedures they're going to put in place You know, before the guys even get back to training. And then when, once they start training again, it's... It's pretty onerous. It adds, adds a very thick extra layer, you know, to, to what you're attempting to do in the lead mm. up to a season. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah. Do you, do you have a, a CCC mate, a chief COVID cop that sort of oversees everything at, at, at your club, at each club? We do. We internally we have our head of people and culture who takes that role for the organisation. Then inside the footy department, our head of wellbeing who's uh, ex. Defence, ex-SAS soldier, um, Adam Walsh, who's taken the lead on behalf of the Broncos footy department with respect to managing COVID for the last two and a half years. He's excellent, um, but it doesn't reduce the amount of work that you need to do. You can try and be efficient, but it's still a lot of extra work. But we do find that um, the having a single point of truth in each area of the business, so one person to go to, one person to manage the communication, makes it a little bit easier than it already is. Mm. And and players are due back at training, I think, well, we're hearing this week, I'm not sure if that's just your club or every club, uh, later in the week. And are you expecting that everyone's going to be right to hit the, hit the ground running or do we just in line with general community that there will be a percentage of players that um, you know, are going to be uh, out for uh, a week here and a week there because of COVID? Yeah, well, the second one, Badge, we, we've already had a couple of players go down with COVID, so they're uh, isolating as per the government protocols at the moment. And then there's another layer added onto that, which is the NRL return to play guidelines, graduated return to play guidelines. So there's this sort of 
uh, OHS requirement to make sure because they're professional athletes, you know, training pretty hard that you manage their return to training and play uh, with great care. And so I'm assuming, you know, the four that we've got currently who've gone down will become six and eight as the season goes on. We'll have to have training sessions, you know, with half the squad. A lot of guys, depending on how bad their symptoms are, will have to complete some of their training from home. We'll have to sort of go deep into the roster at different times through the season, maybe even into our affiliate clubs to have players. And and you've kind of got this other issue of um, players aren't the only people involved in a footy program. You've also got staff. And I've already nominated myself, to be fair, um, that if the coaching staff go down, I want Kevy's job. I want to have a crack at head coach <laughs> if um, COVID sweeps right. through the uh, coaching department at the Broncos. Right. Uh, but that's the reality of what you're trying to plan for. You've got trainers, you know, the blue, yellow, orange. You've got doctors. You've got physios. You've got management staff. Jeez. And if any of those people are out of action for, you know, one to two weeks, then you have to find other people to step up and fill those roles so that the season continues on. Uh, but, but Ke- sorry, like on that same note, though, even more difficult is to try to have players that can jump straight in. So and I, I, Ricky Stewart made the suggestion that you'd be aware of that you should be able to extend your squad beyond the 30 and have those players you know, training uh, almost full-time just in case they're needed, because you can't just, you know, it's okay, I guess, you get another physio in or a doctor in or uh, even a coach in, but to get a player who's not ready to go at, at you know, at the top level after five rounds of footy is, is probably unrealistic. Are you, got, are you looking at that? Is the NRL looking at doing that? Uh, look, that hasn't been communicated to us, but to be fair, Badge, the... Uh, statewide competition in Queensland is very strong. Our three affiliates, Wynnum South and North, all run comprehensive programs. The SNC there is really good, remembering mm. that we already send a lot of our players back there every week to play in that competition, which is a high standard, and that it doesn't happen in isolation. You know, there's every chance if a Broncos team is dipping into their affiliate clubs to fill the side, you're probably playing against another team out of Sydney that's had to, you know, take a deep dive into their second-tier team to fill a, a squad for NRL. So it's it's going to be horses for courses. You're just not going to be able to avoid different stages through the season. One side fielding a relatively weak squad up against a, a team that's potentially full strength. That's just I, I think that's just our reality for the next 12 months. Yeah, mm, and that's if those competitions are, are playing as well, Benny. If, if COVID continues to wreak havoc like it is, who says that the Queensland Cup and, and the New South Wales Cup will be playing as well? I, I like what they've done in the NBA. They've actually offered players, past, present, young players, players playing in, in secondary competitions, 10-day contracts to come and fill the, the, the spots of, of their stars who are missing through COVID. Is that something that could work in the NRL? Look, anything's possible. You're only limited by your imagination. And that, you know, what's true for the governing body is the case for us. You know, as we work our way through the season, um, you know, having to get creative around how you give players who are asymptomatic but stuck at home things to do to stay fit, you know, uh, videos to watch so that they're learning while they're away from training and disconnected from coaches. And so by the time you get to the situation the NBA finds itself in, I mean... You know, you, you, they have shown that 
you know, you, you can get creative. You can get give opportunities, you know, to second and third tier players. You know, you, I mean, I don't know the nuance of how they've constructed it, but, you know, can players jump up from college into, you know, the NBA? I don't know. And, yeah. and that's the thing, right? At the end of the day, what you want to see is that the continuation of the competition becomes yep. the primary goal. And to continue the competition, you need 16 teams, you know, with 18 players per team ready and available every week. However you need to do that, let's just get it done. Uh, Benny, are the players, uh, players and staff family being, families being tested as well? Did I read somewhere that that is a part yeah. of... Yeah. So how do they prove that? Because they've just got to have the, the rat test, don't they, not the PCRs? They, they, uh, they do, but, I mean, how far do you go? Because, yeah. you know, the players, you know, can still get into the community. So, you know, beyond the family, do you have to do a rat test on everyone that was at the cafe when the play... Look, it's just... It's just they're trying to put in as many measures as they can to minimise the risk of infection. So the process will be PCR test today for our players. So they will have to come in the drive-through. That's all of our players and staff around the NRL squad. Mind you, the same thing will happen on Sunday for all of our NRL players and NRLW players and staff. (laughs) And then once the player returns a uh, negative... COVID result that they can then come back to training but in the background everyone that they live with that sits on their household screening form has to return a negative rat so Mm. um, that combination then will allow the player to come back to training and then there's no more uh, rapid antigen tests for family that's just the that's the last test for family and then all you have to do is update the club about whether or not the people you live with have symptoms and have uncovered that they've got COVID at some point in their own life. Um, so, and then and then every day, all players and staff coming to train, this is NRL and NRLW, have to have what they call a point-of-care rapid antigen test, con- which is conducted by uh, trained staff, which happened today, before they can enter the facility. Jeez. Every day, yeah. So I'm just confirming for all of our southeast Queensland listeners that you can get a drive-through test at the Broncos. Is that right? Because they're pretty hard, pretty hard to find at the moment. Which which entrance do we come off, Benny? Uh, you, you, you cannot. So we, we 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 have had to use our own club CMO and other club doctors that work for us or employed by us to come in separate from their own practice to yeah. conduct those tests. Oh, it's and just we, crazy they're, they're stuff, not free. Those, 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 tests, those tests aren't free. So mm. they're not the Medicare tests. Those tests are paid for by yeah. the Broncos, the employer, and the NRL. Yeah. So apart from yeah. all of that, there's a footy, <laughs> there's a footy <laughs> season to prepare for. And Kevy and his crew and, he, and his staff are getting this side together. A few new faces. Um, the, the, the big one is Adam Reynolds. Have, no. have you been impressed, been impressed with Adam? Oh, very much so. I mean, he, we, we didn't get to see much of him before the Christmas break because I think uh, Kurt Capewell and Adam Reynolds, having played in the NRL Grand Final, um, based on their 10 weeks compulsory leave as per the collective bargaining agreement, didn't come back to training until kind of uh, second week of December. So it was a week on and then they were off on an army camp and broke. Uh, but Renault slipped in for a couple of ball work sessions and um, everyone was just blown away with the lifting quality. And Badge, you've seen it happen before, you know, when someone like mm. Ricky Stewart or Darren Lockyer or Andrew Johns or Brad Fittler slips into those sessions, the level of communication, energy, direction, it just heads north at a rate of knots. And 
that's certainly been the case with Adam Reynolds. We haven't had Kurt Capewell at a ball work session yet, um, but based on the impact that Ryan James, you know, his sort of late stage of his career has had on the players since he's arrived, I expect Kurt Capewell to have a similar impact. So what we've got is a, a really strong group of talented young players who are going to get the direction and leadership that they've probably missed the last mm. couple of years. Um, second to that, Kevy Walters is going to be a, a better NRL coach in his second year on the job. The coaching staff around him, they'll get smarter about what they do. So we're hoping that all these little improvements have a, a compounding effect and the Broncos can be a much, much better for his side uh, this year than they were last year. Yeah, you, yeah you, wow. Have you named your skipper yet, Benny? Have we asked you that before? No. It's no, got, it's not, it hasn't been announced yet, yeah. It's got to be. Have you put your hand up for that if he's if he's not well, <laughs> if he's crook that week? I'm on the depth chart. I'm on the I'm on the COVID depth chart as captain, coach, <laughs> uh, CEO, chairman. I've, I've I want every I want how, everything. I'm not for anything, badge. As how far as, down as, the list as long though? As the, the pay rate, hey? How far down the list oh, though are you? Confirm, I can't confirm or deny anything there. That'll affect <laughs> your golf game though, mate. If that uh, if you take on all those, it roles. already has. <laughs> I started oh. this job, I think, off a two handicap, and I'm already out to six. There you go. Oh, That's a lot oh, of bad golf thing. in the space of four months. Uh, yeah, first world problem, right? Oh, uh, isn't it? Have you have you guys locked in your um, your preseason game? I'm pretty sure you would have. A couple of trials we already. Have. We've got uh, we've got twelfth of February. We've got Wynnum at Wynnum. Nineteenth uh, of February, we've got the Titans at Seabus Super Stadium, and then twenty uh, sixth of Feb, we've got the Cowboys in Mackay. Very okay. good. Very All good. right. Well, gl- glad yeah. to hear you going to the country in the car there because it's a really important part of the preseason. Woogie, I reckon it is. Oh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the Cowboys. That's the cow. That's the Cowboys' choice. I won't yeah, claim credit sure. for that. Mm. All right, mate. Listen, we're going to run a test uh, for our listeners uh, after we hang up from you with all the all of the things you've got to do at the Broncos now to just to let a player through the gate. <laughs> so that's what we'll do tonight. Yep. Lots going on in this COVID world, Benny Iken. Uh Happy New Year, mate, and uh, best of luck uh, this year at the Broncos. Thanks, lads. Chat soon, eh? Very busy, uh, Benny Iken on Sports mm. Day. Badge, you've got a theory, though, on, oh. on, on this COVID, haven't you? Well, after speaking to him... Look, if, if players are going to keep going down in dribs and drabs throughout the year with COVID and you're going to, you know, miss three or four players or half your team, whatever, would, would they be better off if they all got it now? Yep. I mean, Jace, this is just our opinion. I, I, I think nearly everyone's going to get it from yeah. everything I've read and seen. And, and you're unlikely, I'm not saying you can't, but you're unlikely to get it twice. Well, three times. You're unlikely to get multiple, but if, if you do get it once, you've probably got a good immunity, unless it's a different strain. Would you be better off getting it now? And then so, yeah. during I, I, the, you I know, agree. before the season starts, most of your team, and then you're going to have fewer interruptions. And yep. I'm not saying they should try to get it, but it, it, wouldn't, it probably would help in a way. So what you're saying is the Broncos should all get together, pash, have a big kiss. No, have a just big a spa fest. weekend. What? Just just sit around in in a spa. You know, there's everything. You, you, do Could you, you imagine? To to resort, do you actually get in the spa anywhere? No, no. We never. We used no. to, but why would you? When you see that stuff floating on the top, <laughs> <laughs> that's not, not a good. that's not a chiquito. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, not no. I don't mean I don't mean lumpy big oh, things. Oh right. But just all that foamy stuff. Oh, disgusting. Welcome back. This is off the bench NRL. 
if uh, Badge and Jay Sats is on holidays, he'll be back uh, towards the end of the month. I'm actually not sure. When are you going on? Uh, I'll be high-fiving Scott as he comes in the door. What date are you going there? February. February what? Yeah. One. Something like one? or Actually, no. you're going January 31, aren't you? No, no. February. Are we back together for a week? A week after. Yeah, we are back together for a week. Oh, that's nice. Just to, and we're going to do... Um, so you're going about February 7. we can 7. tolerate each other for a little bit longer. Um, shoot us through your texts, by the way. 0457 <laughs> 736 736. I'm just looking at a text now. I don't even want to read it out. Uh, thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Uh, there's a good one and a bad one. Which one are you going with? I'm going the good. Oh, I just got to say thanks for the show. I've only just started listening to you guys over the last week. I've enjoyed you, you guys so much. Zip from Brisbane, especially Badge. And no, it doesn't say not that. so much the other guy. And it's got I a love heart on it. How do you do that on a text? I don't know. Um, don't, don't read. Do you have to read out Glenn? <laughs> Do you? Like, how, I how, am I, how am I creepy? He, this is what this jerk's written in. You are dead oh. set creepy, the other guy, watching blokes in pink dresses. No, I just made an observation that there were blokes at the cricket today in, in, in pink dresses. What? And you, you asked, <laughs> didn't you, Tom Deason? Also, He's a decent bloke. You said, are you going to wear a dress tomorrow? No. It makes you creepy. You don't uh, get it. I also it's don't know which creepy. test match you guys are watching. Steve Smith wanted to stay on batting during those two. No, he actually got spoken to by the umpires. Okay. And and, and here he goes. That's from John the Murrurundi Seagull, a great follower of Glenn, Glenny, the Newcastle sports reality. I thought he was called the, the Glenny. Well, why does he have the same text phone number as Glenn? Oh, okay. Some people share phones, don't they? Do they? Might be his partner. I could be. Yeah, who are we? Yeah, okay. All right, listen, it's time to do an A-League update. I'm getting out of this quick smart. Uh, yeah. The A-Leagues, the men, the women, the fans on Channel 10 and Paramount+. It's in Plus. turmoil. Turmoil. It is, Badge. It is. We talked about this uh, last night as well. Uh, five more matches have been postponed across the A-Leagues. Due to coronavirus cases adding to a worsening fixture backlog, that could leave organisers with little choice but to cut short the men's season by four matches. Four rounds, that they mean there, yeah. Not four matches, but yeah. Yeah, four, four round, rounds, yeah. So. Uh, four A-League games set for this weekend have been pushed back. And actually, one of the women's ones uh, as well, Badge. So, mm. well, it's a scheduling nightmare. And we're gonna we're actually going to talk uh, very shortly to Pete Hooley uh, from ESPN about the NBL. And they've got the same issues. Sure and it's, and it's changing by the hour in some cases as well. I mean, looking at even the Big Bash, where you're seeing teams like the Heat tonight that, that have – Taking in three recognised players. Who like, would have thought, like when this all started to blow up early 2020, that there was never this flexibility with scheduling of, of big sporting events. Yeah, but I know. now you've got to be able to. Oh, what, what's the word? What's the buzzword? You've got to be able to pivot. Pivot? Is that the buzzword? Oh, yeah. You've got to be able is, to pivot. Is that um, but, something happens. Um, so, yeah, so more details. Keep an eye on social media. Listen to the radio. You'll get all that information as it, as it comes to hand. The A-Leagues, yep. the men, the women, the fans on Channel 10 and Paramount Plus quickly too. Uh, quick update from the missus. Um, she got five um, antigen test things today for 50 right. bucks. A box of five for 50 bucks. Oh, where at? At Coles. Do you need them? Do you actually need them or are you No, no, I'm going to sell them for 300 no, yeah. Each. Isn't that, can't you do that? Well, you would. Just I won't do that. I, seriously, I will not do that. But I'm happy mm. to swap for like a house or something. If, oh, 
Swap those. Just start swapping, yeah. Do the, the swap-ups. Have you seen that? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start off with a – I would like a Mercedes-Benz C-Class. So my five rat tests, unused, for a new car. Done. The MBL is another sport that's been hit by by COVID. More postponements opponents this week. Uh, Peter Hurley from ESPN joining us now. Go, Pete. G'day, guys. What a crazy week it's been in, in sports around the world, particularly tennis and the A-League. They've got some, so many games postponed and oh, so much going on. And the NBL, well, you've got your own as well. But Badge, Badge and I have a bit of a theory about this. And, and stick with us on this, Pete. Maybe we should get all the players together now, let them all get crook, and in seven days we get back out there and hopefully it stops spreading. Well, it's funny you say that. I think everybody's kind of had that little joke period of, well, if, if Omicron was going to be what it was, then what if there was just planes just dropping little water balloons from the sky and then we all have seven days of feeling crook and then we turn around and go on the other side of it. Mm. Yeah, so commentators I mean, too. <laughs> well, I mean, that's isn't it? Because you see what happened with the cricket and stuff like that. And uh, I know so many people right now, I probably know more people that have had it or do have it or recently then don't. Um, and it's just one of those situations that let's hope for all the summer sport that in, in the next two to three weeks it can we can kind of get to the other side where we, we if the majority of players have had it, we'll be at least able to field teams and get sport going again. What's the latest with the uh, with the NBL, Peter? Is uh, confident that games are going to happen again in you know in the next few days? I think there's some schedule for Saturday. Uh, there was, I think, those that have been postponed due to the Taipans have had some positive cases. So, uh, okay. unfortunately, I think there's there's games that are going ahead on Sunday, which I believe are the uh, involved the Bullets and the Hawks and the Breakers, who have already had uh, they were the first ones to deal with it. So they might be on the other side. So I'm actually confident those games can go ahead. Wait, you're and telling me now? Think... You're telling me now the Cairns Taipans Sydney Kings games been postponed? Yes, I can't yes, keep up. <laughs> no, so I mean it's tough. You think about all the social media teams for every league; they're releasing new schedules and updates. And then, in an hour or so later, someone's uh, felt ill, and then everyone's getting tested and more positive. Oh. So this just everything's changing by the minute, really. So, hey. me, sorry, Badge, just going to say, does that mean the Illawarra Hawks and the Thirty Sixers are still playing Sunday, and the Bullets and the Breakers are still playing Sunday? Is that right? Well, as of right as of right now, that is what's happening. That's all going ahead, and I hopefully am very confident that will go ahead due to Bullets, Hawks, and Breakers all had uh, COVID outbreaks probably two weeks ago, so they hopefully are on the other side of it, uh, and they shouldn't have anything pop up. They should at least be able to put some players out there, and we might be able to see some basketball. Are we seeing players come in from the fringes or that aren't you know weren't quite ready, or maybe former players? Are we are we seeing that those scenarios in some clubs where they just haven't got enough? Uh, healthy players from their original roster? Not yet. I think the NBL put in the COVID protocol like that, like what we've seen in, in the BBL and even the NBA at the start of the season. But the problem with the isolation rules was really wiping out everybody else. Uh, and most teams have a couple of development players. They've got a couple of training guys. Uh, but the issue is just how contagious and how easy this one's spreading. If one player gets it and you all train together, everyone's going to go get tested and they've been coming back positive. I think that's the, mm. the biggest issue right now is that you basically would have to find a whole new team of 11 players or eight players over the minimum is just to go out there and play. And it's just not happening right now. And I think the, the positive sign is that all the changes are that it's only the seven days uh, now if people can feel better. And a lot of people 
I felt pretty crook from what I've heard, and some haven't been dealt too bad of a hand. But hopefully, after seven days, they can get back out there train and then go from there. Mm. Hate to think, and I don't know if you've got much info on this, but I hate to think about the financial cost to the NBL. It must be must be a very difficult time for them once again. You know, we're going into our third year. Um, what would would it be? Yeah, the second full season of NBL that's been hit by all of these dramas. Yeah, I mean, it's something you'd hate to even think about um, for all the NBL involved and, and really all summer sports and even the AFL to a degree with what they had to go with. It's just an unfortunate time. It's trying to make the best out of the situation possible and NBL's been so good at trying to avoid all the possible the negative things and trying to get as many fans to games as, as possible and all the stuff that's just inevitable with it started to, to catch up and I think uh, it's just a shame with how good the NBL started. I mean, we had an unbelievable start to the season and let's hope that after the next couple of weeks we can just continue that on. We've got NBA prospects, we've got a close season. It's uh, it's really unfortunate, but still hopeful that it's all going to get back on track in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I hope we can get to see that uh, clash between Illawarra and uh, Melbourne United. I was looking forward to that. A couple of bronze medalists against each other from from the Olympics. Is Has it been a, a thought... Um, at all, Pete, about maybe bringing in like a 10-day contract like they have in the NBA and bringing through some of the second-string players? Well, they have had... It's the COVID rule of you can have a COVID replacement player who basically, uh, I think they can have... Might be they have more than one, but they can uh, come in and fill a role and they can play for numerous teams around the league. So you could have potentially had one guy who played for every single team this season uh, if, you, if you had seven healthy players and needed that eight to tick off the minimum amount. Uh, but the problem is, right now, I don't even think they can get close to having eight or close to having just two healthy players. It's just everyone's been wiped out uh, for the majority of things. And uh, even the, the close contact things, whether it's someone's partner from home who's got it, that, that makes them have to isolate for seven days. So uh, there's just so much uncertainty uh, with how quickly it's spread and how, how massively it's spread around the country right now. And I think even still, once we do get past this, I think we, we'll still see a couple of those younger guys get those chances because I'm sure there'll be little things but hopefully they're just minor uh, continuing on for the rest of the year. Mm. Or the, all the catch-up games we make them three on three half court <laughs> and then... Well there's going to be a lot of ca- I mean the way it looks right now once we do get hopefully through this and, and the skies look a bit clearer we, there's going to be games every night you'd think so that's if yeah. you love basketball and strap yourself in they're, they're going to be coming thick and fast. It's, it's 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 a worry it's, it's interesting you talk about having two or three fit players uh, in a side. Have you heard about um, the Brisbane Heat? They've got three fit regular players out of their entire squad and they're still playing and they're just bringing ring-ins in. It's, it's absolutely incredible. But it, it, in all sports, boys, it gives someone that opportunity. Just one sure person does. gets that opportunity. Bang, their lives can change. I, I did actually notice that. I don't mind that it's a big bash and uh, um, if you are a Heat fan, you're probably going to enjoy watching that. They've been a little bit disappointing as of late, haven't they, the Heat? Yeah, well, yes. They, they yeah, beat three Hobart. from eight. And yeah, but they have been pretty ordinary. But that's still... Well, in... This might be a nice little change of scenery. Someone come out yeah. and hit 100 with it, then we go from there. Yeah, it'd be nice. Well, well, think about it as well. We mentioned it off the top. Uzi Kawaja doesn't play if... Um, is it Travis Head? Uh, if yeah. he was available. And uh, yeah, he gets an opportunity and... Wax a nice ton today, so yeah, I mean, it's it about is really the silver lining. Yeah, it's the silver lining of uh, all the all the bad that is going around with with sport in Australia. So, and um, we're going to see plenty of stories, and 
the opportunities are there for, for people to grab them. So those are the really positive storylines we can take from what's happening. So what I've learned from today, boys, is that we can scratch uh, the Cairns-Taipans game on Saturday. That's gone. Uh, Sunday yep. at this stage, Illawarra Hawks versus the Adelaide 36ers at Wynn Entertainment Centre. That's uh, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern Daylight Time. And the Brisbane Bullets versus the New Zealand Breakers. As as you said, Pete, they've been through the COVID thing, the Bullets. So hopefully they've come out the other side. They're playing the 3 o'clock game that day. Uh, hopefully we'll find out soon again about the Cairns Taipans Brisbane Bullets game on Tuesday. Uh, have we heard about that? Has that been postponed as well, Pete? Yeah, Cairns Taipans, they'll be robbed out for seven days now. So okay. one's been posted. Okay, and then we've got the Adelaide 36ers taking on the Perth Wildcats Wednesday, January 12. We think that's still going ahead, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's still going ahead, and I think they've just announced that the Hawks and the Kings might be playing the, that Thursday in the freeway series as well. So fingers crossed that that all goes ahead, because that's always an exciting one. Remember what happened last time? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen... We're going to let you go. We're going to run a test for our listeners on this after we hang up. Uh, and we won't leave tonight's show until all our listeners get all of it correct. All right? So we appreciate your time on Sports Day. I'm going to be idle too. I've got no <laughs> idea what's going on. Actually, <laughs> I've got no idea either. Pete uh, Hooley from ESPN, thanks so much for your time again this week and trying to make some sense of all of these postponements. We appreciate your time on Sports Day, mate. No worries, guys. Appreciate it. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Big news story, obviously, is Novak Djokovic. What's going on there? Is, is, is he bunkered down at the, uh, the, the Park Hotel badge? I believe so, but our uh, next guest knows. Lana Murphy from Nine News. Welcome to Sports Day. What's the latest? Hello, gentlemen. Uh, it's a bit of a debacle here. Uh, Novak Djokovic's team has launched a legal challenge in the Federal Circuit Court, but it's already been adjourned twice this afternoon because his team hasn't provided the appropriate documentation. So they're really <laughs> keeping in theme here. And it's, um, it's pretty full on here in Carlton, just outside the Park Hotel. This is where he's currently being detained. Obviously, we know that at 11.15 last night, he landed in Australia uh, he thought that he had an exemption, but he was told pretty swiftly by Border Force officials that he did not have the appropriate documentation to prove that. So they cancelled his visa this morning. They brought him here to Carlton, and he's currently sharing the same hotel as 50 asylum seekers who have been detained here for nine years. Oh, God. Wow, unbelievable. So it's a bit of a, a, bit of a circus there, is it, Lana? There's plenty of, I imagine there's plenty of press um, that are, they are hanging around, and if they could be, they'd be there from all over the world. It is a circus, and it's certainly not the accommodation that I'm sure the world number one tennis player is used to, which is why <laughs> we're all quite surprised that he hasn't been a little bit more swift in getting his application to the federal court because the judge has said, I'm ready to sort this out now. Let's get this over and done with. I'm ready to hear it well into the night. But it's all logistics and paperwork, and that hasn't been done in time. They will resume, and the idea is that Novak will have the opportunity to plead his case, so he'll actually be able to front court virtually from his room here in Carson. And what we know is that he's probably going to argue that he thought he had more time to show that documentation to Border Force officials. Right, yeah. Can, going back to the exemption he thought he had, do we know yet mm. whether he actually did have an exemption? Yes and no. So that's right. the best question. 
so we're talking about two different exemptions here. The first one is the exemption that he had secured to play in the Australian Open. So that is one that was granted to him by Tennis Australia in conjunction with the Victorian government. That's what we heard about yesterday. Novak's got an exemption. It went before a board of doctors. It was approved. La-di-da-di-da. So that was fine. But separate to that, you need a visa. And as part of the visa requirements, you need to meet the entry requirements to get through the border. And he was of the understanding, we've been told, that the exemption applied on both counts. But it's a completely separate exemption that you need to apply for. And so once he's landed in Australia and Border Force officials have said, OK, please present us with your documentation to prove that you do have a medical exemption, whatever documentation he has shown or whether he's even shown documentation, that's where the problem lies. So they've said, that's not sufficient, we're cancelling your visa. So we've got two kind of separate issues here that are kind of getting confused with one another. Mm. Lana, do you sense that he could possibly be allowed to stay if he, if he, if when he gets this documentation together? that they, you know, or, or, or maybe I should rephrase that, reframe that question, what are the chances of him being allowed to, to remain in Australia and play? More chances than I originally thought, to be honest. I what? mean, from this morning, we were told visa cancelled. He's on the next plane out of the country. It seemed like deal done, Australian Open not happening. But in mm. court, his high-powered legal team has indicated, oh, well, we need to get this sorted before Tuesday because he has to play on Tuesday and tell Craig Tiley and co that he's going to play in the Australian Open. So they're obviously of the school of thought that this is going to happen. It's simply an administrative area, error that they need to fix. Um, and obviously they do have some legs to stand on because there were 26 officials and players who had the same or similar medical exemption. Three of those players are already in Australia. They've got passport, of course, and they're in Melbourne right now. So technically, if his lawyers want to, they could argue that Novak's in the same position. Yeah. Um, what's the feeling on the streets of Melbourne? Has he got much support or is everyone like, no, you have, you, you ha you're not double vaxxed, go home? Where I'm standing right now, there is a lot of support for him, but this is probably a very small portion and maybe the only people who are supporting him in Melbourne and Victoria at the moment because I think va the vast majority of Australians, at least Victorians, are quite frustrated that it appears that there are double standards. We've obviously been through a lot in the last two years, especially yeah. here in Melbourne. Um, but standing outside the Carlton Hotel, there's probably maybe 50 Serbian fans and they're draped in flags. They're big Novak Djokovic fans and and they are very headstrong in their opinion. They think that you shouldn't mix politics and sport and he should be allowed to play. So there is, mm. there is some support. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, well, I hope do they've... You, oh, sorry, Badge, go. Do you think, sorry, Lana, this has got, you know, something to do with him being or having uh, tested positive to COVID within the last six months and thinking that was enough to deem him fully vaxxed? And we've heard today that the Health Minister, Greg Hunt, uh, sent a letter to Tennis Australia in late November saying that's not the case. But is it was that part of his application, do you suspect? That is the, yeah, that is definitely the suspicion. That's what a couple of different sources have told us, is that that was the argument. He's had COVID uh, within the last six months, and that may, means he ex is exempt from getting that double jab and therefore can play. But there is a little bit of toing and throwing between the state and the federal government. Obviously, you've mentioned those letters that were sent. Uh, I don't want to get too into the fine print, but it's a little bit more complicated than it seems. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I would need 
seven hours to explain it to you, but well, um, I don't time. think it's just simple as making out. <laughs> hey, I'm just going to go and make a coffee. Yeah, we'll come back. If you just explain <laughs> it to our listeners, okay. we'll go and get a coffee, come back. Is that okay? <laughs> no, Lana, we know you're busy from, no. from Nine News. Let's just hope one thing. As a rich sport brat, he's on the ground floor next to the lift because they're the worst rooms <laughs> you can get at a hotel. <laughs> Smelly toilet. Yeah, that's right. Lana, <laughs> and no la- windows. Hey, how many three? How many stars is the is the park? Is it three stars? Oh, I'm going to say one by the looks of the oh, outside. Oh God! Ooh. this is good it's in itself. Not good. Yeah. Good. They won't they won't be sending you any, any hotel vouchers. No, that's right, Lana Murphy from Nine News. We appreciate your time on Sports Day. For all the latest, uh, make sure you check out Nine News. Thanks, Lana. Thank you. Oh, interesting times, Badge on the mean streets oh. of Carlton. In Melbourne. And look, by the way, Park Hotel, um, actually I should Google that because I don't want to do it an injustice. It might be a really good solid three-star hotel. Is it but P- not, not P- by, by Novak standards, oh, it's not. No. And what about the, just quietly, the, the asylum seekers have been there for nine years. Yeah. Nine years. That is unbelievable, isn't it's a, it? It's a four-star hotel. It's got 712 reviews on Google. So there you have it. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean they're all good. Yeah, I know, but it's got four stars anyway. Hey, before we get to the break here on Off the Bench, hope you're enjoying your your weekend so far. I wanted to um, just relive one of the great moments from the weekend sport. Uh, Exactly four years after he scored 170-odd against the Poms at the SCG. To the day, he did it again. New South Welshman, uh, who's now the captain of uh, the Queensland team, by the way, uh, Usman Kawaja, scored a fine century at the SCG. His wife, Rachel. Family are here to watch. It's a huge moment for Usman Kawaja. Leach bowls. He's back on his stumps. He rips it away. He beats the field. He punches the air down low. It's the feel-good moment we all needed. The most popular of centuries from Usman Khawaja. He's ninth in test cricket at his beloved SCG. He raises helmet and now both knees, one after another, touches the heart. What about that one? It's a moment he thought may well have never happened again. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Now on Off The Bench, time for a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. I think you were coughing uh, halfway through that <laughs> that intro. Chris Nelson, no. are you okay, mate? Are you okay? I know it's a big I'm day. I'm okay. Yeah. No, no, I'm fine. I didn't hear. I didn't think I did. Maybe I'm coughing without realising. Oh, I don't know. Days, but, um... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a big day, massive day on the Gold Coast first week. Magic, Magic Millions. Millions how good. Yeah, how good is how good is that? We wait all year. Here it is, and hopefully the weather will do the right thing by us. Now, Nelson, I was trying to remember the name of the horse I backed last year. Remember it started in the car park at Harvey Norman there? Yeah. What was I remember it? the name of it. And I backed it a Finance couple Finance Tycoon. Finance Tycoon, that's it. And I, I actually backed it. Yeah. About a month prior, so I had the early odds of twenties, and I could have gotten one hundred and fifties uh, before the start of the race. <laughs> but, but 
think it ran a good. I think it ran a good fourth or fifth anyway. From from it did. from barrier sixty eight. So uh, not it bad. It ran a really good race. Yeah, I think uh, I think it got onto some of the bonnets of the cars on the outside <laughs> fence there as they were going down the side of the track. But it was, yeah, it was a really good run from out there. Be, yeah, it, because it, that starting point isn't an ideal oh. starting point to draw a wide gate. So yes, maybe have your bet after the barrier draw this time around. Yeah, well, I was trying. I got greedy. I got very yes, greedy. You did too, but uh, well, you won't be the only one there. All right, week one of Magic Millions. Uh, what do you like, and what's happening? Well. Well, there's some highlight races, of course, uh, week one. We have uh, race seven is the Wave. Now, the Wave is worth uh, $250,000. It's for three- and four-year-olds, over 1,800 metres, and it promises to be a really good race at, uh, at weight for age. And I do like one in the race that loves the wet ground, and that is number five, Tamalade, who I thought was a good thing beaten at Eagle Farm last time over 1,400. He just got too far back, but he really hit the line late, went second. I don't have any issue with him running 1,800. He's been strong at the end of a mile in the past, so no issue for me. He has drawn a wide gate. He will get back, so I'm looking for them to get to the outside in the uh, in the wet ground and run on. He's three. He's two from two on heavy ground, and he's yet to miss a placing in four runs on soft. So the ground will not worry him, and he is around uh, near enough to double-figure odds. So race seven, number five, Tamalade, the best each way. And early in the day, Jase, just for you to get you off to a winning start, race two, number two, Sir Rocket. Michael Costa's got really good chances in the first two races. Race one, number nine, Manhood. And race two, number two, Sir Rocket. Mm. I think they'll both win, but they'll both be around even money. But you might want to couple those up. I want to say Manhood in like Manhood, race one, number nine, <laughs> and race two, number two, Sir Rocket. Right, yeah. I don't a, I can get low enough. Mate, maybe that's a good all up, those two. Good multi. Definitely. Good multi, you'll probably get around even money for both. So two times two is four. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm liking your maths as well, mate. Uh, you off? <laughs> you off to the polo uh, next week? Uh, look, um, I probably need a step ladder to get up on the horse. Uh, <laughs> but once I got up there, I'd probably enjoy it. So yeah, I might give it a crack. Polo, I'd probably be off the horse in about thirty seconds. Would be my ability, but. Um, no, it's not I, bull riding, mate. I'm, it's 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 polo. It's very. It's true. Gonna, you just got. You just have to have a, an extra long stick uh, to hit the ball. I yeah. still I still don't understand. It's soccer with horses, isn't it? Yeah, it is in a way. It's um. I don't know how. I don't know anything about. It. I don't know how long it goes. Are they in quarters or halves or how long are the halves and the quarters? It's it's like croquet on horses, without the little um. Hoops into the ground. Well, I don't think any of our listeners know what croquet is because we're all footy, cricket-loving, uh, pie-eating champions. But why don't <laughs> I've just come up with an idea? Why don't we? I've come up with a sport, and I've just trademarked. It's called hocker. It's soccer on horses. Yeah, why not? And I bet you this. Why not? You got to train the horses to take a dive when someone brushes oh. their toenail as well. All right. <laughs> Even if someone just whizzes, goes past them, yeah. and a, a, like a little bit of uh, breeze or something like that. But what ball would you use? Would you use the a little ball, ball or would no, you use a soccer ball? No, you use yeah. a soccer oh, ball. In fact, I'd use a large inflated ball and the horses have to kick it. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> the large inflate. Someone would give it a kick and it just goes straight over the fence into the trees and you'd never see it again. Imagine the free kick, just the horse and another horse in goals. <laughs> just... I love this. This has got something to it. Not going to happen. And when that horse scores a yeah. goal, you have a little T-shirt on them. So when they score a goal, they run to the corner post, lift their shirt up. <laughs> no, they take it right off, don't they, these days? I don't know what's going on. But anyway, Hocker, get on board, kids. It's the sport 
of the future. Tell your mum and dad about it. Chris Nelson, thank you very much for your cross today. Uh, the Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Head to queenslandsummercarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Enjoy your weekend, mate. You too. Thanks, Jase. Uh, we better go. This has been Off the Bench for another week. Badge and I back Monday night with Sports Day. We'll catch you then. See ya.